excitement. And you're listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio today? Who are you? My name is Bill Ryder. Who are you, Bill? Who are you? Uh, this is not my real voice. You you shocked me. But that is your tune that you brought in. Thank <laughs> that, you, yes, Bill. Yes, you're right. That is the tune I brought in because usually I would bring in a tune. You said to me, bring in your favorite tunes. I can't Which br- translates as do all the work. <laughs> That's right, and I did. You, you actually lauded me for that. But I can't bring in 700 pieces of music. I could bring in my favorite tune, which would be Honky Tonk by Bill Doggett. That was not Honky Tonk by Bill Doggett. That was Slow Walk by Sil Austin, another wonderful Texas saxophone player. And actually, Bill Doggett did put that tune out just after Sil Austin and had as many records sold as Sil Austin. I bet you Sil was angry at him. But... Uh, 
can we play the second set now? Well, right, I was going right to say, who are you, Bill? Oh, who, who am? For people that don't well, know, you do a weekly radio show, first off, right? Well, yes, well— This uh, is your show. Yeah, well, the thing that I'm proud about is that in 1967, uh, I had a record store called Bill and Bob's Records uh, in Chinatown. It was the narrowest store in the world. It was in Ripley's, believe it or not. A fellow named Bobby Garrison and I owned the store. And this fellow came in one day and said, hi, my name's so-and-so. I went down to CKLG-FM, which is now CFOX. And uh, this fellow down there said that I could have a jazz show. You sell only black music. Would you like to host or not host the show? Would you like to, because you sell rhythm and blues and jazz and soul and j f gospel music, would you like to sponsor the show? I said, My, yeah, sounds good. Well, why don't you go down to CKLG and talk to the program director? You know, maybe he would then allow me to do the show. So I went down, I talked to the program director, whose name was Frank Callahan. We talked for an hour about everything else but music and hosting a radio show. He turned his chair and looked at me and said, son, how would you like to host the show? That guy is one of 10 guys that came in and wanted to host the show. I'd always wanted to be on radio. Of course, I said yes. Uh, he thought I was going to do a blues show, but uh, what I was going to do was a show that featured Nina Simone, uh, Yes, some blues. Sly and the Family Stone, James Brown, Bobby Blue Bland. What year was this? 1967 in October. What I didn't know was they used that show as a gauge. And six months later, they went on the air with the first underground and progressive rock station in Canada, CKLG-FM. The round mound of sound not. I called you the round mound of sound. That's because five years ago <laughs> I weighed 357 pounds, and I understand, Nardwar, why you would call me the round mound. But of, there was a DJ called But now called I only weigh 216 pounds. But I was totally wrong because you were the mole of soul. I was the mole of soul because my wife got so sick and fed up of the records being upstairs in our house. They weighed so much she was afraid the records would come down and crush everybody in the house, and she said, you must take all of those albums, 22,000 albums, 8,045s and 8,000 CDs down to the basement. And I felt so bad being in the crummy basement that I named myself the Mole of Soul. Bill Ryder the All-Nighter. I was Bill Ryder the All-Nighter because I was also a boss jock on CKLG AM, which is now Fox In Vancouver. In Vancouver. And uh, yeah, I was. I felt I was Bill Ryder the All-Nighter because I thought it sounded sexy. You're also Vic Vaseline. I was Vic Vaseline because I was on CBC doing a show called Dr. Bondolo's Pandemonium Medicine Show with Norm Groman. Bill Buck, beautiful Bill Buck. We loved him so much. Uh, Marla Groper, Don Kowalchuk was the producer. Danny Thatchuk, later to become Colin Yardley, and Jeff Groberman were the writers. Uh, a fantastic comedy show. And you were the Sasquatch. I was the Sasquatch. I was the guy who, when I said to the the director of the uh, Kokanee Beer commercials, Miles, Miles Ramsey, there's got to be a better line than yes. I got to say something. He said, say whatever you want. And I said, yo, my little mugwump.
And little did people know that you had such a fantastic record collection that you were going to bring to the, the Nardwar show today. Because Nardwar, as I've said many times before, and you've given me a blank stare, but I know you love me. I think Nardwar, ladies and gentlemen, is a Canadian national treasure. Well, thank you so much, Bill, and thank you for bringing in all this music. We began with Larry Williams. No, and, oh, we sorry, begin we began. We be, we're going to begin with <laughs> no, Larry Williams. Reason, but I was going to say, yeah. anything more you want to say about Slow Walk? Slow Walk was one of the all-time greatest. It's number six on the Groove and Blue, my chart, of the all-time greatest rhythm and blues records. 1956 and you even put a matrix number on this description because i want you to have all that information in, in case crtc comes and says to you nardware how come you don't have matrix numbers on here how come you don't have the full information now for this next set larry williams what can you say about this next set we're about to hear i can tell you right now nardware that i feel and so does al foreman one of the greatest piano players to come out of vancouver one of the greatest rhythm and blues entertainers to come out of vancouver feels the same way larry williams is one of those guys and i'll tell you who else thinks that way tommy chong too larry williams is one of the greatest New Orleans, even though his family moved to L.A. when he was a kid, one of the greatest New Orleans rock and rollers, one of the greatest rock and rollers. And you, when I mentioned his name, you said, oh, yeah, yeah, the Beatles did his, uh, covered some of his stuff. So many people have covered Larry Williams' records. He had some huge monster hits. Nobody knows about Larry Williams anymore. He had records, and they were, yeah, they sound trivial. I mean, Boney Maroney, Short Fat Fanny, Dizzy Miss Lizzie, Slow Down. I mean, yeah, Short Fat Fanny, She's My Heart's Desire. But what I've chosen here is four pieces of music that maybe your audience, even some of the older grandpa and grandmas that are listening to your audience right now have never heard called She Said Yeah, Bad Boy, I Cannot Stop Loving You, and Peaches and Cream. Ladies and gentlemen, and you know, we're listening to the doot-doot-doot-doot-doot man. Man, I'm telling well, you. I, I did. No, man, listen, this is, this, you're the doot-doot-doot-doot man. This is the dump diddle dump 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 man, Mr. Larry Williams, hit it. You don't have to say nothing else, Nardwar. Just hit it, Larry Williams. And matrix number what? What is it, a matrix number? R778X. Amazing. With guest DJ Bill, the mole of soul DJ zigzag writer Larry Williams. Don't be the lead on down. Make love to you. She said, yeah. She said, yeah. She said, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, come on, Dad. I want to make love to you, too. I know I got the feeling. Hit my soul. I know I love you. No one above you. Come on, baby. Just let me love you.
Saturday night, go to the cabin movie, would 
kiss a tea. Great and Google Moga Sugar, I love you. Sweet 16, my little peaches and cream. On the way home, we'll take a drive through the park and stop someplace where it's nice and dark. Every time you kiss me, makes me holler for more. You take my temperature rise to 104. I'm not jiving, it's understood. Jealous cause you're cuter by far I bet someday you'll be a movie star Sweet 16, my little peaches and cream And you're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And we still have in the studio... You control my mic, don't you? I am that's, in control. It's the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show <laughs> with special guest yes. DJ, the Mole of Soul, Bill Ryder. Oh. And you just brought in a whole bunch of Larry Williams who did snapping and piano. Can you explain the greatness of Larry Williams? Well, Larry Williams was a god in rock and roll. He really was. And although he had some huge hits, yeah. And Larry did make a lot of money. And all during his career, he made a lot of money. He re- he produced Little Richard later on in Little Richard's career. And he hooked up with Johnny Guitar Watson. So, yeah, I mean, and he was a bad boy. You know, he sang that song uh, second in the line of four songs. He's a bad boy. He was a bad boy, Larry was. But, yeah, he was. He nobody knows about him now, you know. And they, did you see him play? I never saw Larry Williams play. No, but his piano playing is, I've read by people who know, is on a par with some of the finest New Orleans piano players, like ever. Ike Turner. No, no, New Orleans. Uh, Ike Turner was never. You always try to suck me into going down those roads about Ike Turner. You love Ike Turner, I know, but no, uh, uh, piano players like Ernie Cado, Alan Toussaint. Uh, all of those New Orleans piano players, Larry Williams was on a par or maybe just under those guys. And that's saying a hell of a lot. Uh, but his, his, his lyrics were so good. But you don't hear about him now. And, uh, and uh, somebody recently dissed Larry Williams. I'm not going to tell you where they did it. It was in a well-known magazine. And they gave him short shrift. They didn't really diss him, but they gave him short shrift, a British guy. And I almost wanted to get on a plane and go over there and smash him right in the face. Why would they diss Larry Williams? I don't know, because the guy's a dink, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. 
But we heard a whole bunch of vintage Larry That's Williams. Right. And you can judge for yourself how wonderful. And you know, the neat thing about that is... Uh, uh, peaches and cream. Do you want to go over what we heard? Peaches and cream? Well, we heard what we heard was she said, yeah, bad boy, I can't stop loving you and peaches and cream. And on there, of course, the, the drumming, Earl Palmer, the drummer, uh, Barney Kessel on guitar, uh, Alvin Red Tyler, and Plaz Johnson. Plaz Johnson on sax, that last sax solo. Plaz Johnson uh, ranks up there with Sil Austin, with... Uh, King Curtis, and that was Plaz Johnson on sax. Just wonderful, wonderful music. Uh, Bill Ryder, did you see Jimi Hendrix? I may have seen Jimi Hendrix when nobody knew him. So, you know, he may have been with Little Richard when Little Richard came here at one time. Did Jimi I Hendrix? I didn't know it was Jimi. Did Jimi Hendrix play the Smiling Buddha? Who said he did? There is a rumor well, that yeah, Hendrix played. You have to, you have to tell uh, what me who is, said What that. is the relationship between Jimi Hendrix and Vancouver? Well, he's got family here. I mean, my good friend Henry Brown is his cousin. Uh, the Hendrix family and the Browns are related by marriage. So there's a big, you know, he would come up here uh, summertime as a kid. And the Browns would go down to Seattle, you know. There's a lot of... There's a whole connection here with black families in Vancouver uh, who came from Oklahoma, moved to Alberta. Move, I shouldn't be telling the story because I'm not black. But they moved from Alberta to Vancouver. Uh, because I grew up in the East End, uh, I knew a lot. And I want to shout out right now to a lot of those families, like the Gibsons, the Hayses, the Ramses, the Kings. And I'm going to be shouting out more to more people because... Uh, that's part of the reason that growing up in the East End was so good. You could hear music. I'm getting emotional. I get emotional when I talk about the East End. That's how much we love the East End. You could hear music in the East End that if you just went out of the boundaries of the East End, you go to house parties, you would not hear some of the music. And I'm what be- was the East End? And does well, it still exist? Well, the East End exist? keeps growing. Yeah, yeah, but it keeps growing, you know. Uh, Older people like me, when you, 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 the way we used to know it, we'd ask people where they went to school. And you say, where did you go to school? And if they said, I went to uh, Templeton and Britannia and Tech, well, you, you can't get much more East End than that. But the East End grows. As the city grows, the East End grows. Uh, if you went to Strathcona as a kid, <laughs> you you can't get more East End than going to Strathcona. Um, For Jimi Hendrix himself, yeah. he visited his grandma a lot in Strathcona. That's right. What is the relationship between Jimi Hendrix and Vancouver? As far as you know, did he ever play in Vancouver at the Buddha? I don't know that because I wouldn't have known that because Jimi Hendrix was just a guitar player then. Right. He, he was a great guitar player, but just a really good guitar player. So you don't know about any appearances and I was a kid. that he had? I was a kid. Did you see any bands play The Smiling Buddha? Did you ever go in there? I used to stand outside the door and listen to the music. Who did you listen to? Uh... Or should I say Bill Ryder? Again, you are hearing Bill Ryder live on CITR. 
I'm bringing it right back. Where did Ike and Tina play in Vancouver? Why? Where did Ike and Tina Turner play the, in Vancouver? The thing about all those groups and the thing that blew people away when they came here is that they were already established. You know, Ike and Tina Turner, Little Junior Parker, Bobby Blue Bland, they were already established Chitlin Circuit groups. So they already knew show business, were part of show business, albeit black American show business, not white American show business. So when they came here, audiences in Vancouver, young teenage, majority teenage audiences watching Ike and Tina Turner saw a polished act, you know, and that's what blew them away. They were already established performers. Where did you see them? I saw them at the Garden Auditorium at the P&E initially. But initially, as a 16-year-old kid, I would get on a bus with one or two pals, head down to Seattle. Your friend Chubby. Chubby Hayes, Sonny Sweet Daddy Funk Wong, uh, Al Foreman, all of the East End brothers would go down to Seattle. I asked my mother, you know, two years before she died, why would you let me as a 16-year-old kid go down to Seattle, 3,000 people at Eagles Auditorium in Seattle, of those 3,000 people, because the first couple of years, 1958, 59, uh, the people, Pals that I was with weren't Caucasian. I, one cop, and three women were the only Caucasians of 3,000 people watching Hank Ballard and the Midnighters. I asked my mom, Mom, why would you let me go? I mean, uh, you know, I'm 16 years old. And my mother paused for about a second and a half, and then she said, because we trusted you. And then my dad, about a half a second later, said, and you would have gone anyways. And you almost got arrested with Chubby? I almost got arrested with a few people. Trying to sneak over the border? (laughs) Railway tracks? No, that was Buddy Chow. But Buddy was a bad boy. You know what's funny about that? Buddy was not a bad boy at all. Uh, Well, yeah, because in those days, and it sounds so strange, I guess, to young years, but it was easy to sneak across the border in those days. So Buddy, foolish Buddy and I, how did you know this story? Who told you this? Well, you oh, are you know, a writer. We have you to know. You bugger. You know, you are Nardwar, the bugger. I'm going to give you that name because I've seen you do it to other people too. And look at you, little bright-eyed. You've got those eyes. He's looking at me, ladies and gentlemen, with the eyes like, I'm not, uh, I don't know anything. I'm just saying these things. You know stuff. You must have been talking to somebody because, yes, you're right. Because we went down to the border and we, we Buddy and I thought, well, look, the train tracks go right along the border. They're not going to see us if we walk along the border. But no, yeah, they they pulled guns on us. And actually, I don't know that, I don't think they handcuffed us, but they, they actually put pulled guns on us and uh, told us we were under arrest. That's right. And you again are Bill Ryder. Can we go back to the music now? Yeah, let's well, go uh, back to the music. You are oh going to say, right Here's now, we have a soul set. We have a soul set. <laughs> Damn you, you. Nardwar. We have a soul Damn set. you. <laughs> we have a soul set. What are people going to be excited about in this soul set? Thank you, Nardwar. Oh, boy. Is, is it hot in here? 
<laughs> in this soul set, oh damn you, Darkworm! Soul this, stretch, some so, Bobby Blue Bland. Well, yeah, that's right. Now everybody would expect because Bobby Blue Bland was one of our major heroes. Uh, Bobby Blue Bland had a voice that all, really was better than a lot of jazz voices. Uh, you can't take anything away from Tony Bennett, and uh, Sweet Daddy Funk always gets angry with me when I say, "Oh, they always talk about Tony Bennett." Why don't they talk about Brooke Benton? Nobody talks about Brooke Benton. They're always talking about Tony Bennett. But you know, Bobby Bland had a wonderful jazz voice. But to, to start off this set, what I've chosen is, and thank you, you said over the phone to me, man, you chose a lot of great instrumentals. This is an instrumental that Nardwar sometimes, and I've said it twice already, about crying. I get very emotional with this music. This piece of music is so wonderful, featuring Wayne Bennett on guitar and Bobby Forte on sax, both uh, stalwarts in the Bobby Blue Bland Duke Records Band. It's called Soul Stretch, and then we're going to go into Little Junior Parker and Driving Wheel, and uh, I'm not going to mention the other two records, but these other two records in this four-record set are like if you believe in God, then you will believe God sent these two pieces of vinyl to us. But the first thing is Bobby Blue Bland's band with Wayne Bennett on guitar. And we actually tweeted out a picture of you holding the record. That's right. Of you holding a record. And somebody replied to the picture of you, Bill. <laughs> and somebody said, the Bill Ryder from Dr. Bondolo's Pandemonium Medicine Show? Isn't that wonderful? Steven says that. Is it the Bill Ryder from Dr. Brondola's Pandemonium Medicine Show? While my career was going on and I was doing 5,000 radio commercials and the Dr. Brondola Show, secretly I was in love with music and really that was my reason for being. Ladies and gentlemen, on the Nardwar Show, one of the finest instrumentals to come out of New World African music, Bobby Blue Bland's orchestra, and Soul Stretch. With special guest DJ, the mole of...
Something. I want to tell you about my baby. I'm going to tell you about my baby every time she walks. Potatoes and cheese This time the same thing happened, I just can't help it.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest DJ. Oh, sorry. Uh, the Mole Larry of Soul. Feld- Larry Feldman. No, the oh, Mole no. of no, Soul. I'm sorry. You want to call me the Mole of Soul, but you know, my new name is DJ Zigzag. DJ Zigzag. Thank you for bringing all this music <laughs> out to CITR from your own personal collection. You're very, very welcome. Thank you for getting me out of my rocking chair. But people can hear you in your rocking chair every week, though. Well, that's true. I Where can about people that. contact you? Well, you have it there. And, you know, because I've been opening my mouth and bragging and talking about me, will you tell them how they can do that? Well, maybe you can read out <laughs> the Wagger. Well, the Wagger. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I guess what they do is. But I never know how to say this. You know how to say it better than I do. No, Wagger, you know how to say it. I don't know how to say Wagger. <laughs> okay, W-A-G-R-A-D-I-O online.blogspot.ca. And you are doing this every week. No, I'm not. Well, no, no, it's on there now. It's I, I do a show a month. But still, pretty yeah. much. And you can go to W-A-G-R-A-D-I-O online.blogspot.ca. And uh, there it is. And I'm sure you'll probably put it up on your site, won't you? You are. Wh- <laughs> who are you exactly? 
I don't know. I never know how to answer that. We had actually a tweet, another tweet. Lotto, Lotto Bandolo. Say hi to Vic Vaseline Greaseball Extraordinaire for me, says Stephen LaRose. Isn't that nice? You know, that uh, there were so many people because across the way was the student union building. This is the new student union building that CITR is in. We did uh, how many years? Nine years almost in the old student union building of Dr. Bondolo's pandemonium medicine show. Uh, Probably the greatest thing I ever did in my career. And you got a plaque from Detroit? Yeah, that's... Oh, you were talking to my wife. That's how old... You you gave it away. I saw your lip. Your lip moved. Oh, your wife, Ebba, who was a costume (laughs) designer? Uh Aha! Yes, that's right. Uh, well, yes, yeah, somebody, a group in Detroit, were great fans of Dr. Bondolo, and they uh, they did send uh, Vic Vaseline a plaque saying that he was their hero. Yes, but it was we kind of like of a fans. sketch comedy I mean, show, uh, more, a precursor like, to Saturday Night Live or even SCTV, right? Well, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a very very successful show on CBC Radio. And uh, like I say, I've uh, I've never done anything better, and I you know I I think we knew it after it was over. Unlike uh, the uh, female actress on Seinfeld, who once said in an interview while she was doing Seinfeld, "I may never do anything better than this." Like she knew it at the time, you know, Elaine, right? That that actress. I don't think we knew at the time how good it was, you know. But yeah, we work with a wonderful man, Don Kowalchuk who was our producer, and he took care of us. He he kept us away from the evil Torontonians. And you had a lot of stuff thrown at you, didn't you, when you did performances at UBC? That's true, that's true, yeah. They, and you uh, hidden, you hid, you hide, <laughs> you loved to hide, didn't you? I love to hide, yeah. <laughs> like, thank you for coming out here, because it's hard. You did it's like to hide, didn't me. you? I feel people are coming for me now as we speak. At that time, you did hide a lot, didn't you? I like, don't know what you're referring to. When you did promotional ex- uh, stuff oh, for Bondola, right. you liked to hide, didn't you? Yes, yes. You, uh, like, in other words, it's great that you were live, Bill <laughs> Ryder, on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, because it's hard to get you out, isn't it? Yes, that's true. Yes. I know you want you want something from me, and I, it does trigger something, but I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Well, actually, if we could please tell the people what we just heard yes. in this last set. Okay. Uh, in this last set, of course, we heard Soul Stretch, one of the greatest soul R&B instrumentals, I think, of all time. The Bobby Blue Bland Band, Driving Wheel, Little Junior Parker, oh my God. Did Little Junior Parker, both on Duke Records out of Houston, Texas. Say hello to everybody in that part of the world that's gone through hell right now. Uh, and then Little Richard, who uh, was in a plane going to uh, Australia. Both two of the four engines caught on fire. He prayed to his God, and he said, if you get me out of this, if you if I don't die, I will give up singing and only sing for the Lord. And then he decided to sing again, but didn't put his name on that record uh, and called it the world famous upsetters. Who I thought. Yeah, well, you thought it was the uh, Jamaican. Jamaican upsetters. That's right. No, this is the Americans. And it was every night about this time, which is written by Antoine Domino, my first favorite uh Rhythm and blues singer of all time, Fats Domino, every night about this time. And then the last thing. Where did he get that? 
Where did you get what? Where did you buy that record? That was, I've got it on, uh, you know, a lot of these records, like I told you, I probably bought it for 10 cents in a big, I used to go into uh, Long's Drugs, for instance, in Seattle or in uh, Bellingham, and there'd be tables of 45s, and uh, I'd, I'd pile the 45s up and I'd search through them, and sometimes you could get wonderful pieces of music for 10 cents, 45s for 10 cents, cutouts. And uh, I've told uh, 10 and 11 and 12-year-old children to fuck off, leave that pile alone. <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm not all a nice person, you know, when it comes to records. Record collectors are bastards, as you probably know. You did, you said something about that earlier. Well, I must say, <laughs> you are great in some people's mind because Coop, tweeted in one coop said the great bill writer zigzag was my fave as a kid that's nice i wonder who coop is well uh, he could uh, i clicking on his profile is not the artist coop but he still says the great bill writer zigzag was my fave as a kid well that's neat thank you and the last thing we heard was Geno Parks and Fire. And believe it or not, that great record with those that great drummer, they were all Tamla Motown musicians. It's hard to believe that record is a Motown record, but it, it never charted, never went anywhere for this guy, Geno Parks. But uh, uh, my friend Sonny Sweet Daddy Funk, he let me in on something about a month ago. He said, because uh, I played it for him. I said, I'm going to play this on Nardwar's show. He said, oh, man, I remember as like a, uh, a 12, 13-year-old kid dancing around in my room to that. And just the image of Sonny dancing around as a kid in his room to Fire by Geno Parks. Oh, man, that made my heart that made my heart feel good. Thank you also. I began the Nardwar show a couple weeks ago with Do Do by King Perry. And but the like... song is not called Do Do, is no. it? No. What can you say about the song Do Do? Well, I can say this to you, that Nardwar, that's, the, that's not phlegm, that's the rolling of drums. I would like to present to Nardwar this record from DJ Zigzag, the Mole of Soul, Bill Ryder, to Nardwar, free, a gift from me to Nardwar, this record. A fo- Amazing! A 45 of? Do Do Song, which is called Laugh and Grin. Is that yes, the song? by? King Perry! On what label? On Accent. What is the history of the Accent label? Oh, the Accent label is uh, sort of, uh, it's got some R&B artists on it. It's got a group called the Mercy Blue Notes, who had a great record. Uh, your tender lips, and your tender lips. Uh, that was a wonderful piece of music. That's all I know. Accent, I don't even remember. I can't. But this is in like in mint. Can it, do you have another copy? I do not have another copy. You are a collector without another copy? And I you are giving me the one copy? Because I respect you so much. And I don't fucking throw around phrases like, a Canadian national treasure, Nardwar. I can come on over there, going to slap you. But, like, I respect you so much. I would like you to have that 
for your collection, please. Well, thank you, because this record, I mean, people listening might be like, oh, Bill just gave Nardwa a record, but it actually says do-do-do-do. Do-do. Do-do in the record over yeah. and over again. And maybe we should have pulled it off of the thing so you could actually play well, it. It, but... it, it was so good. I already <laughs> played it. Oh, good. Like, I spoiled the surprise well, now, by playing it. Like, But now, oh, thank now you, Bill. Now you've got it for your collection. I really appreciate that. And I don't that. want you giving it to Snoop Doggy Dog. No, I, I well, there was no mention of do-do on the actual record, thank goodness, because Snoop would take it <laughs> if it had been. It's, um, no. thank you, Bill. Yeah. Like, because. Because you, you, know, you taught me, Bill, also how to take out a record. Because true. I was going to like do it wrong. Oh, oh geez. You know, like that. And so what do you do? You, you do like, it wrong to show me how you do it wrong. Uh, how, could you please tell the people? Yes. Uh, can you tell the people it's that are listening? Television. Can you tell the it's people not, that are listening yes. how to take out a record? It's not television, but ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience, would you please all at this time raise your right hand in the air. Extend your right hand outward, so the palm is facing outward. Extend your thumb away from the main body of your hand. Hold the 45 in your left hand. Take your thumb. Put the thumb through the hole of the 45. Push the 45 towards the edge of the inside envelope. Fold three of the four fingers that are left over the record. Let the record slide out onto the three of those four fingers. Then place the thumb back into the hole that is now protruding out of the envelope. Pull the record out of the envelope. You now have the record. Would you like to take a photo of that? It's amazing. There we have it. And people can see photos that I have taken on at Nardwar Twitter. And again, we are speaking here to Bill Ryder, record collector. If you want to talk to Bill, 604-822-2487. That's 604-UBC-CITR. Or tweet me at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. I would like to ask you, Bill, out-of-town gigs, the Drifters, the Drifters played in Powell River. Were they the Drifters, though? Because I know my friends... A few of my friends have been the drifters. A few of my friends have been the platters. I think Cy Risby. <laughs> what do you mean your friends <laughs> have been the platters? I, pals of mine are killing themselves laughing now. Well, uh, somebody phones them up and says, Cy, what are you doing uh, Saturday night? Nothing. Uh, would you like to be a drifter? <laughs> so, I love it when you laugh. You don't laugh very often. I, I no, don't. It's hard to get a laugh out of you. Sai, would you like to be a platter? And Sai, yeah, okay, I'll be a platter. I'll be a drifter, you know. And so, you, you know, they get So you dispute the drifters playing in Powell River no, in no, the 60s. Oh, no, 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 I don't want no drifter coming to my house. Motherfucker, you, I am a drifter, motherfucker. And then punching me in the face or something. I, but I, there were, you know, where did you travel? I knew you went no, to no, Seattle. No, no, a lot of times but did you these travel guys are not the BC? drifters. These guys are not the drifters. These guys are not the platters. In the 60s, did you travel in B.C.? To unique locations. Yeah, but never as the drifters. But did you, (laughs) never as the drifters, but did see artists, did you travel elsewhere aside from where? One of the biggest thrills was 
the aforementioned Sonny Sweet Daddy Funk Wong and Miss Cheryl, his wife, San Francisco Cow Palace, James Brown, and the famous flames, the band, the whole thing, and that's when James had out. Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. So James was at his peak then, and that was a wonderful show to go to the San Francisco Cow Palace. And I don't know if you've ever been there during those times. What's that smell? That, my friend, is cow. You could actually smell. You could smell. It was a cow palace. They didn't, you know, it wasn't like the people palace. It was a cow palace. And James Brown played there. And that was a thrill. Uh... So I've been, yes, many places to see artists. I've and they were s- in B.C., though. Uh, like, for instance, the Sonics played in Nanaimo. You know, that sort of... Yeah. Uh, I probably... I. Well, I, I, I was going to mention... I saw Donnie Gerard the first gig he ever played. You know, Skylark. Do you know Johnny Gerard's part of our group, you know? No. Oh, yeah. He's, I, he's sh- one of the guys. A shout out also to the Awada clan. That's right. Uh, my friend Vic Kusaka, who who was an Iwata but changed his name to Kusaka because of family pride. There's a thing that happens in the Japanese. too difficult to go into here to explain. Uh, but yeah, Bob Iwata, uh, Mint Records, Randy Started Iwata. right here. Randy, Randy and Robin. Randy Iwata, yeah. Started right in CITR Radio. Uh, and you also had Bill and Bob's records. That's right. I was Bobby curious, Garrison. what was the local band at the time that was a hot seller? Like, I looked at your top 30, and you had the Watts 103rd band, That's Spreading right. Honey. But yeah. did you have any local bands? Did people come in and buy local bands? Well, you know, one of the greatest records to come out of Vancouver... And I just told Cy Risby this the other night. Uh, Cy was at a uh, a barbecue at uh, Chucky and Marilyn Nishimura's house. And I just told Cy in front of everybody, I turned and I said, Cy, I want to tell you this. And then people started to make, you know, shut up, you know, because <laughs> we're all old pals. I said, no, I've got to say this. Sylvester Risby, you and Chuck Flintroy and the night train had one of the greatest uh, records to come out of Vancouver, and it was called some kind Walk on a Wild Side. No, no, uh, ain't love. Uh, uh, ah, damn. Uh, the big, Night Train Review. The no. Night Train Review. Yeah, ain't love wonderful, and it's by Cy Risby. And if you allow me to come back on this show, I will bring ain't love ain't love wonderful by Cy Risby. It's a fabulous record. Another great record was Jason Hoover. King size. Do you did, know that record? Yeah, did you yeah. sell it from your store? Uh, like, I was curious about the local artists that you sold. Did you sell, did any local artists make the top 30? At the time, I don't know if there was a local record that we sold. Really? I, I can't remember. I can't remember any. There may have been, but see, Nardware. How many years, uh, you know, like, I mean, 45 years I was doing commercials, doing television and all that. And then before that, there's that whole history. So that's a hell of a lot of 
crap to remember. Well, let's skip to 75, yeah. where you were in a 1975 production of a K-Pak song special that you put on YouTube. Right. And Gordon Pinson is walking in Blood Alley behind a brickyard at Hindenburg, and there's a record store. What record store was that? Or was that created, that record store, just for that production? No, it wasn't, but that was Bill and Bob's records, but I didn't know that was in that K-Pak show. No, that was in 75. Oh, 75. You posted that K- Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you and Marty, Martin Short. Marty Short. You and Martin yeah. Short are together. Yeah. Yes. Are together. Yeah, he was so quiet. I couldn't believe, you know, because I heard there's this kid coming out from Toronto, Martin Short, very funny guy. But Marty was just so quiet on that show. Like, maybe it was because... It's when you go to, I went to Toronto to do some things with some really well-known Toronto people too, around that same time and earlier and later, and they all know each other, and we all knew each other out here, so maybe you feel a little bit of, uh, you know, I'm the new guy, like I'm from Toronto, so maybe he felt that, but. But you did the song Love Not in My Lariat with him. You performed. Yeah, I forget. I mean, there's a ton of stuff. Did you pave the way for SNL or SCTV? Did you ever party with those guys? No, I think it all happened at the same time. Not to say that uh, somebody wasn't, because Danny Thatcher, Colin Yardley, who wrote Dr. Bondolo, was a real comic genius. I mean, the stuff that he wrote was w- absolutely wonderful. Did they want you for SCTV? No, but I um, I was asked to go back and did go back to do uh, Lauren Michaels' Heart Pomerantz, the Michaels, the uh, Heart and Lauren Terrific Hour. And that's where he got his start, Lauren Michaels. But, I, I, you know, Lauren Michaels is exciting. But to me, you met Relic. <laughs> like, what was it like meeting Relic? Well, he was such a nice man. Of the Beachcombers. Yeah, he's such a nice guy. That was a great episode, too, wasn't it? I thought it was, yeah, but there were more, though. I think I did three. You were on the Beachcombers. What's three your or fe- four. You got more feedback from being on the Beachcombers. No, you know where, nope. I, got, no, you know where I got more <laughs> most feedback from? Was being on a show called Leo and Me. Now, of all the hits on my YouTube site, that got the most hits because... Who was on it? Uh, Michael Fox. Michael J. Fox. Michael was a wonderful kid. He used to come to the back, my back door and he'd sit there waiting for me. And I'd tell my wife, Emma, I'm not here. Tell Michael I'm not here. You know, he's a kid. You know, he's like, is Bill in? You know, this is Michael J. Fox. How did he know you? Because we worked together. So yeah. who's this waiting for you? Just a kid, yeah. He wanted to, you know, hang around. What can you tell I'm the people about What can you tell the people about this aspect of Bill's life? They're sending me to Los Angeles. Hey, I love LA. <laughs> Three sun and fun filled days and oh, two nights. <laughs> and the tenth time. I'll be in Los Angeles for two days, one in San Francisco, and I'll be flying home Friday from there. And the umpteenth time. Oh no. 
Not Los Angeles again. We're talking with the busiest man in the world. I leave for the office at 5, work till noon, meetings till 7, reports till midnight, I drive home. Your broker's on line 3. I'll get back to him, budgets till 3, transfers till 4, sleep till 5, I start again. Boy, that's brutal. What about weekends? I was talking about Saturday. b boy there was some incredible today's test. Hi there. How you doing? I see you're doing a little yard work here. Yeah, that's right. What kind of chainsaw is that? It's a Shindaiwa. Oh, nifty. Yeah. Say, how would you like to bet on whether or not I could finish faster than you with an axe? You're kidding. By the way, my name's Paul Bunyan. Nice to meet you, Grunion. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Bunyan. Paul Bunyan, famous woodsman. Thank you, Amanda. Our next story, Umbertino's announces the great tortellini... Turn, turn on, we've had this. Never mind. Sir, wake up. Please, oh. wake up. Are you oh. all right? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, still looking. Uh, oh, uh, excuse me. You're kneeling on my... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Hey, what's the solid gold collection, man? It's uh, Shell's new uh, totally radical promotion, dude. Huh? <laughs> a new set of cassettes with hits from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Wow. Solid gold value, just $1.99 for some uh, truly excellent tunes. Well, turn it up, Pops. <laughs> okay, dude. Don't take a bus for granted. Take a bus to work or to a party or to the game or to your cousin Ethel's. Get on a bus! Take a ride with us! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get you where you want to go. Listen while I tell you what you ought to know. That is you singing, Bill, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, wh- explain. You are a singer, too. You do ads as well. And if anybody wants to talk to Bill Ryder, it's 604-822-2487. That's 604-822-2487. <laughs> ads! We played a chunk of yeah, I your was very, ads. I was very lucky, you know. Um, it just so happened that uh, this city had some very talented people in production, some very talented people in ad agencies, and Vancouver became known as a place in the English-speaking world where some of the best radio commercials could be performed and produced. And uh, I and uh, Freddie Latramo and uh, Terry Mulligan and uh, Norm Groman and uh, Miles Ramsey and Doc Harris and, oh, I'm, you know, leaving out some tons of people, but some great, great uh, Ian Corlett, some great... Oh, I'm through. Hello, hello. Uh, Go ahead, caller. Hello, Bill. <laughs> I want to ask you, did you ever get a chance to see that video that we did down at BC Hydro with my alien costume and that little robot and everything? Can you recall that? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, was it, sure. Did it turn into anything? I never got a chance to see it. I supplied the monster for you guys. I, yes, it did. I, I thought that... uh, A bit of background, Bill. What is a caller talking about? Well, <laughs> what was the name of the... Do you remember the name of the uh, director? Oh, my God. I haven't seen him in years. Uh, uh, caller, how would you explain to people listening, who is Bill Ryder? Well, he's the Bondolo man. And, I mean, come on. Uh, you're talking radio, but I haven't heard you talk about the television show. You did a television show for a while, too, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, he's put me on the spot, you know, because I came here today as uh, DJ Zigzag and the Mole Yeah, of Soul I know, I've been listening. And yes. uh, the bugger, he's now uh, brought up my career, which I should never have given him that CD with my commercials on it. Well, <laughs> you, caller, are asking about what did Bill do? Bill what filmed exactly you? What were we up to, Bill? I mean, what were we trying to do with this little science fiction sketch down at the BC Hydro bus repair station? I can't even recall that. I just remember we had full access to the place. 
I, I think I was wearing the monster costume, running around, and what were we trying to tell them? Oh my God! You know, was it, it a safety video? I think what? it was a safety video. That's right. <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, uh, you talk to the producer, and he tells you, "Okay, I'd like to give you this much money to do it." And uh, oh, I didn't get a dime <laughs> out of that. They just came to me and said, "Do you want to do it?" And I said, "It sounds like fun." Well, caller, anything else to I, I say? Anything else you want to say to Bill at all? Well, uh, you know, he's been in my thoughts, and it was so amazing that he's suddenly on your show right away. <laughs> well, thank you, caller, for phoning in. What's, and what's your name? Oh, it's Jim Bridge. Jim Bridge. My God. Well, thank you, caller. <laughs> and if anybody Thanks, has Jim. any other questions for Bill, it is 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CHR. And caller, doot-doot-loot-doot. Doot-doot. And you are still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. Now, Bill, I played a chunk of ads. Has voice work changed like you used to get royalties? Now it's like a bile, isn't it? Yeah, it's called. they're called residuals, actually. And uh, I don't know if it is a bile, is it? Caller, are you there? Hello, caller, are you there? No, we... I don't know if it is or not. Uh, I, I am retired, you know. And it, uh, it's very difficult for a lot of other actors and people in the business to accept that I'm retired. Uh, I said it to the president of Actra, and he laughed. And uh, it took me about three years because I would say to people, they'd say, haven't seen you or heard you uh, on television or radio. And I'd say, yeah, well, I'm sort of retired or I'm thinking about retired because there's so much tied up with your own ego and your own personality in how you're perceived, you know, as an honorary personality. I think we've got a caller. Yeah. Caller, go ahead. Hey, Nart. Hey, Bill. How you doing? Very, very well. Um, Bill, a quick question. Did you ever work with, or do you remember working with uh, Lillian Carlson? Yes, of course. Lillian Carlson was one of the finest actresses I've ever worked with. Um, I worked especially with her in radio at CBC, uh, doing radio plays, uh, which I think, in retrospect, really, really helped me in doing radio commercials, which a lot of actors, I remember Norman Browning, who was a fine Canadian actor, sort of, uh, he and I having a philosophical discussion about uh, the merits of doing radio commercials. Because um, Norman and I did radio uh, on CBC. And, uh, you know, there's a pros and cons. Uh, should should a radio actor be doing radio commercials? Well, I think doing uh, radio commercials with Lillian, uh, watching her and the subtlety of her acting. Yeah, she was... and. Of course, nobody knows the name Lillian Carlson. Uh, no, 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 nobody in the general public. But caller, could you tell a bit about Lillian? Uh, Lillian is my partner's grandmother, and I knew Lillian uh, near the end. And um, there's pictures of her all over our house, and she's highly revered in the family. And I know I saw a brief YouTube clip. Uh, you mentioned her at uh, oh, yeah. gala or a luncheon, yeah. That was the so, Sam Payne Awards. That's right, that's 
That's right. Which I think and, uh, I think the family was shocked that I mentioned her because uh, for the family, I think it sort of came out of the blue, you know, that Lillian's name. But that's how much I respected her as an actress. Oh, it's, it's very nice to hear. Uh, can I have a quick question? Nard, is there is there a way to hear this? Because I want to, I want them to be able, the family to be able to hear this. Can I go online and listen to a podcast of this? Yes, you can check out citr.ca for the Nardwar archives. Probably Sunday or Monday. Cool. Okay. Thanks, both of you. Thank you, caller, and do do loot do. And you are still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. We are live here with. Bill Ryder, 604-822-2487, 604-822-CITR. Bill, you were kind of like ahead of the, you know, like in other words, like I was going to say that you were ahead of the pack doing ads and you did anti-advertising a lot of the time. Like for Kelly's, for instance, most ads in those days were about selling, you know, the features, the benefits of a product, but not like stuff you did for Kelly's. It's quite incredible that you got away with that. Yeah, the neat thing was the director of that, <clears throat> who, who later became the producer and the head of the ad agency that did the Kokanee commercials, actually said to me, do anything you want of that ad, which is unheard of. And, uh, you know, uh, you ha- but you have, to t- you have to have these three or four points uh, in the ad. You know, this is what the ad's all about. But uh, say anything you want. Uh, what do you want to do? You know, and I said, well, I'll pretend I'm a goalie and da-da-da-da-da. And that's the ad I think you're talking about especially. And people can check that on your YouTube channel, right? Right. And the YouTube channel is... <laughs> well, people can just type in Bill Ryder, can Kelly's they? commercial. Oh, really? Yeah, it's that easy. Or Bill Ryder's channel. Okay. And Bill, I was also curious, for your commercials, what is still on? Are there any of your commercials that are still on? And what was your longest running commercial? And is ZigZag still on? Are any of your shows still on? Like Beachcombers is on somewhere in the world, right? I suppose it is. But if it is, I I would say it isn't because I have not received remuneration. In a long time. For any- How about commercials? Did any commercials run for a long, long, long time? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Uh, Is your voice still out there? Do you hear it on the internet? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, as I said, it, uh, it really... Is it because they have to pay you? I certainly hope so. Ba-boom. Whereas nowadays, <laughs> a lot of times, you buy the voice and you I, have it forever, right? I think so. The game has changed enormously i mean uh the game has changed a lot since mr Hewart, right mr Hewart, yes wonderful guy yeah teacher and let's, let's go right back to this what is going on here bill writer the people who take great pride in their homes they're the people who turn to co-op petroleum services for home heating fuel co-op petroleum services offers the best in service and products 
from the co-op receive a complete fuel this is not bill Ryder, is it no no but this is uh, cklg fm in 1967 i think i come in after this so this is the first groove and blue manifestation of groove and blue this is stevie wonder do you remember him Stevie Grossman. West Coast Productions presents Sweetwater. Saturday, December 21st, in the Pacific Coliseum, West Coast Productions presents from Los Angeles, California, Willie Chambers and the Chambers Brothers. Chambers Brothers, heavier than stone, Saturday, <laughs> December 21st. Tickets now at the famous artist box office at the Bay. Right, as a matter of fact, uh, because they're coming, mainly because they're such a good group, the uh, fourth album that we're going to feature tonight from 7.30 to 8 o'clock will be the brand new Chambers Brothers album, so you can give your friends a call and tell them what's happening, you know. Also, hoping that you are enjoying tonight and enjoying all the music on CKLGFM are the following satisfied sponsors. Uh, Doll Keith. Can you dig that? Manufacturers of sweaters carrying the exclusive guarantee. If it shrinks, we replace it. All right. Arts Building Maintenance, 3793 West 20th, with complete janitor service for commercial industrial buildings, and Continental Temperature Center in Burnaby. That sounds wild, Continental Temperature Center. That almost makes me want to travel. Custom builders of refrigeration equipment of all kinds. Well, I was wrong. But anyways, this is CKLG-FM. Tonight is Thursday. We're doing the four-in-one thing. I hope you dig James Brown. I really do. I've got this thing going about James Brown. Maybe because I've, I've heard so many people lately put him down, you know. But James Brown's got to be what's happening. Anyways, um, I think we'll play one more thing. I know it's past 7.30. We'll have the Chambers Brothers' brand new album up next. But anyways, this is James Brown from his latest album. Can you dig it? Bill Ryder in 1968 or 9? 1967. 1967. In action. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a kid. And what about just, those ads? Just a child. What about those locations? <clears throat> did you uh, did you frequent any of those locations? <laughs> yeah, you know, because my so many of our pals were musicians, and it just worked out that way. I mean, guys in the East End, there were so many East End pals of ours who were in bands. Uh, when the Night Train Review went to Hawaii, uh, so many of us. Uh, uh, for instance, Donnie Gerard, Cy Risby, Al Foreman, uh, Doug Cuthbert, they were all in the Night Train Review. So a whole bunch of us, Al Shimakura, uh, Tall Terry Wong, the whole bunch of us went to Hawaii for a week, for their first week uh, of a gig in Hawaii. Um, it seemed that so many people that we knew uh, Robert Yamashita was Rosalind Keene's drummer in Rosalind Keene and the Apollos. Uh, who played Singles Night. I love the commercial. That yeah. sort of Golden <laughs> Chalice. Did That's, you ever go to the Golden Chalice? Oh, I went to the Golden Chalice maybe 25 times, yeah. What was Rosalind Keene like? Did Rosalind she record? Rosalind Keene was the most beautiful black girl. Uh, just an absolute beauty. Uh, Did they record? She's another one of those families that... Uh, originally Oklahoma to Alberta, Alberta to B.C., the Keene family, yeah. 
Did they ever do a 7-inch? I don't think Rosalind ever recorded, no. But now Rosalind will, will be angry at me if, if they did. They may. I don't think Rosalind ever recorded, no. And we do have another set for you coming up. The Shame set, right? Yes. Now this set. Is this something you would play in 1967? Uh, yes, yes. But the thing about this set that I wanted to impress on you Aside from the first piece of music, which is by a guy called Smiley Lewis, uh, who was one of the all-time great New Orleans R&B singers, and it's from a movie called Baby Doll, and I looked for this 45 for probably, I'm going to say 15, 20 years before I finally found it, uh, because I remember going to the movie Baby Doll, and uh, she... It, the lead female, uh, it was all about a kept young girl. It sounds weird now, but she was in a uh, a baby's enclosure, like a baby, what's that called? You know, a pen? But she had a record player, and she put the needle on the record, and it was this record, shame, shame, shame. Now, the thing is, the next three records, the unique thing about them even though I classify them as rhythm and blues records, 1957, 1955, and 1966, they are all white artists. So here we go with special guest DJ, the mole of soul, the Bill D- Ryder. With my wonderful record, man. This record cooks, this record moves. Shame, shame, shame by Brother Smiley Lewis. Serial number 5418 from 1957.
Just won't quit. Keep a walking to your seat. A blue light lit ball in there. And you'll dig some sights. Turn up the house, the house of blue light. There's fryers, broilers, a Detroit barbecued ribs. But the treat of the trade is when they serve you all those fine eight feet. You want to spend the rest of your brights. Then at the house, the house of blue lights. Just won't quit. Keep a walking to your seat. A blue light lit all in there. And your Dixon sight. Turn at the house, the house of blue light. There's fryers, broilers, a Detroit barbecue ribs. But the treat of the train is when they serve you all those fine eight feet. You want to spend the rest of your brights. Then at the house, the house of blue lights.
There's something on your mind By the way you look at me There's something on your mind By the way you look at me If you ever think about me If I ever cross your mind You know it's so hard to be in love with someone It's so hard to be in love with someone And know that that someone loves your best friend I mean this puts a heavy burden on your mind It bugs you the most to say the least if not less And you make it on down to the pawn shop You pick yourself up a brand new nickel plated Straight shooting high velocity long range BB pistol Then you make it on back up on the scene Where your loved one and your best friend are now together You look in and see him eat bologna and crackers From your fresh open pack And it irritates you so much that you shoot him You shoot her And then realizing what you've done You reach down, you pick up your baby in your arms You say, speak to me baby, what have I done? She look up at you with tears in her eyes And in her last dying breath she say Do 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 And you are still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show with special guest DJ Bill Ryder, the <laughs> Mole of Soul. All white. We heard all white guys. You were known for the first black radio show in Canada. Well, I'm Bill. very proud that I had the first radio show in our country that featured only black music didn't mean that the people that were playing the music or in this case singing the music were of african descent but the music was black music yes i had the first radio show in our country that was just black music and you've come out to citr today to play some white guys. Yeah, because it's interesting that uh, Chuck Miller, Walter That last Spriggs, set was all white, right? No, except for Smiley Lewis. But uh, Walter Spriggs, Chuck Miller, and Baby Ray, uh, that, that, that is rhythm and blues. That, that music is rhythm and blues. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, in the uh, Walter Spriggs Rack and Back, that's uh, King Curtis, one of the finest 
sax players. Another Texan uh, did the solo. What did we hear exactly in the last set? Shame, 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 Smiley Lewis from the Warner Brothers picture Baby Doll. Uh, Rack'em Back by Walter Spriggs. House of Blue Lights by Chuck Miller. And There's Something on Your Mind by a guy named Baby Ray. I think, I, damn, I should have written it down, but I think it's Ray, it's like Ray Edel, Edmund, Edelman, something like that. And that that is such a wonderful record. All of the people who really know R&B from the, the past, all the grandmamas and the grandpapas that are listening to your show today, they'll say, oh, I knew the Bobby Marchand record of There's Something on Your Mind. That might be new to them, but that is such, just, that is such a wonderful rendition of There's Something on Your Mind. How do you know music was black? For instance, the Guess Who, a lot of people thought they were black, but they were really white. How did you know music was black? Did you think the Guess Who were black? Uh, I, I'm, I'm stifling a, a laugh right now. Because <laughs> the Guess Who, Chad Allen, yeah. who has unfortunately I'm sorry, I'm had sorry. a stroke, best wishes to Chad, said a lot of times they would show up in Washington, D.C., and they would be booked into black high schools because people thought they were a black band because there was no pictures on the records and they played and then sure enough people did dug it i was just curious how did how did you know music was black music and i would say to chad how very nice of for you (laughs) no uh that's a question that you know it's almost like who do they ask they asked uh Duke Ellington, uh, what is jazz? And he said, if you have to ask, uh, I can't explain it to you. Were we ever fooled? Yeah, I was fooled by Walter Spriggs, <laughs> Chuck Miller, and Baby Ray. Thank you, Al Vedels. Yeah, Al Vedels, another wonderful guy. Beautiful man. He was the producer, and I think uh, Terry David Mulligan would say the same thing. Terry and I... Uh, when I had Bill and Bob's record shop on West Pender and I went down to CBC and auditioned for a comedy show and got the comedy show and Terry Mulligan and I both uh, got a comedy show off the street. Terry, although he was in radio already, but I pretty well walked off the street and got the comedy show. And Al Vedels was the producer and... Uh, just a, a wonderful guy. You know, you meet people that'll help you in the business and are there purely to help you. And Al Vedels was one of those guys. You were into streaking into newsrooms? Not, not, I don't, I think I did streak a newsroom. Yeah. But you like the streaking trend? I, 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 I like to take my clothes off. You like the participation? I won't do it now because I'm an old guy. Well, I thought I, I would— If I was I, 50 years younger, I would be naked right now for you, Nard. Well, I thought I would give you a gift, a Nard stripping pen. This is actual—maybe you could describe to the people. This is for you. What is this pen, if you can turn it over, if you can turn the pen upside down? Yes, could you I, describe I, to I the people? I understand the concept of turning it over. With the border <laughs> where you got arrested. <laughs> A stripping pen, a Nardwar stripping pen. So there's pen. Nardwar, and then I lose my shirt. Oh my God! 
as I go through the border. And that is a gift for you, <laughs> Bill Ryder, because you Very. were in, did you really new into a newsroom? You struck. I did that, and I also in front of 500 people doing Dr. Bondolo because, first of all, the camera went down twice, and then they they lost sound. There were 500 people in the audience waiting. We're doing a Dr. Bondolo television show. They were getting restless. So I walked out. When they finally got the camera up, et cetera, et cetera, I walked out nude, yes. How about on the Rennie Samard show? Did Never you walked st- out nude there. With a Playboy bunny? No. But you did participate in a Rennie Samard show yes, with a Playboy bunny. I'm sorry. I, With a Playboy bunny. I'm not at liberty to say anything about Playboy <laughs> bunnies. What about Wolfman Jack? Did you meet him at all? Because he was around no, Vancouver at that No, I never did. I wish I did because I love Wolfman Jack. Because he was in he's, Vancouver at that he's time, He's still wasn't a hero he? of mine to this day. I remember as a kid listening to the radio, and he was in Aqualicoico, Mexico at that time. He wasn't even in L.A. then. And 500,000 watts. And I heard him on the radio. He wasn't even in L.A. But like. wasn't he in Vancouver yes, doing his show? Yeah, he did a lot of show in, shows in Vancouver. That's so you right. could have theoretically run into him. I could have, but I didn't. How about the Rays? They did a show in Vancouver, the disco duo, the Rays. No, no. <laughs> there were a lot of cool shows at the CBC. Yeah, well, I, like, I, I, I'll tell you I, what I did do, and this won't mean anything to you, I don't think, but I, and, but to some people it will. Let's see the facial expression you give me. I did take King Curtis down to the to Tommy Chong's club. The Elegant Parlor. The Elegant Parlor. I had a headache because I had just interviewed Tommy uh, to uh, King Curtis on Groove and Blue, and I took him to the front door of the Elegant Parlor. I had a headache. I didn't. I had to go home, and I said to the bouncer, "I said, is Tommy here?" And he said, "Oh yeah, come in." You know, and I said, "No, no, no, it's okay. I just uh, Tommy, come to the door." Tommy came to the door. And I said, "Tommy." Bill, yeah. Look, uh, I'd like you to meet King Curtis. Well, Christ, King Curtis was a god to us, the sax player, right? And Tommy told me afterwards, King Curtis jammed with them till three in the morning. And can you imagine King Curtis coming in and jamming with Tommy Chong, with the the with Bobby Taylor, with all those guys? And that was underneath celebrities, yes, wasn't it? it? Was. That's that's yeah. still there, right? And that's right. They said that they were going to rip that club down. But I think that was only to get them out of the lease. And we did hear you singing Get on the Bus, part one, but you also sung about Jim Thorpe. That's true, Injun Jim Thorpe. That was from uh, Paul uh, Richard Ozunian and uh, Rose, Pat Rose's Olympiad. And I, yes, that, that was a single I put out. Some singing. You know, here I said to you when we were off air, I said, I wish in a way that we would have just done the music and not talked about me, but it's amazing, eh? The ego of the artist and the actor, and as soon as you mention these things, bam, I'm talking about them right away. Well, the Indian Indian Jim 7-inch is highly regarded. That actually was on quality records. No, no, it was, uh, I think quality. It was Skyline Records, but distributed by quality. Ray Ramsey. Ray Ramsey. I have to thank Ray Ramsey. Because Ray Ramsey uh, was the one who, oh, no, no, it wasn't Ray. Ray was the one who got the Dr. Bondolo album, uh, Dr. Bondolo Volume 3. There was no Volume 1 or Volume 2 uh, on RCA Records. Uh, uh, my good pal, a fabulous jazz drummer out of 
England who came to the States when he was 18 years old, uh, Ken Harris. Uh, Kenny Harris put it on Neptune Records, uh, and that's where the uh, Bill Ryder and Fatback Kane came from. An amazing, amazing seven-inch that you are part of. You singing. Bill singing. I think it is a great record, too. Is there anything you don't do? Have you done dancing? Are you a triple threat? A singer, a dancer, a writer? God bless you, Darkwater. Baboom. And you also (laughs) advertise in Discorder. You have advertised in past. Like, I think I saw a clipping of you, like, for CJV. That's right. When I was on CJVB, because Groove and Blue has been on a number of stations, even when I had a successful career doing commercials and all of that, I still, as I said, you know, the whole thing about music, that's where my passion is, where my, where my guts are. I love, I love music so much. And so while I was doing that, sort of an underground thing, I would be the mole of soul and I would be DJ Zigzag. And yeah, I was... One of the things, CJVB, which was a, like a, uh, an ethnic station, I had a New World African music, which is a phrase I coined for the music that I play, uh, and I put out a top 100, and I forget how much they charged me to put it in... Uh, Discorder. The, the, yeah, the, the Discorder. The Discorder magazine, and every month... I would put the top 100 in the Discorder magazine, yeah. I think it's great, Bill. <laughs> you cared about CITR and Discorder, but you also were in the King of Kensington. That's true. I, a couple of times, yeah. Like an amazing arc. Amazing. You know, uh, why not? I mean, I loved acting. I loved singing. And kids couldn't avoid you because they <laughs> went to a planetarium and they heard you. As Harold. How many Heralds were there? Uh, there was only one Herald. You? Yeah. So you never got... So is <laughs> still there? Is your voice still preserved? I don't know. Is that the longest running Bill Ryder? That may be. Yeah, you're right. But there was a kid's show, Zigzag, too. You know, that's where I got the name DJ Zigzag because uh, who was the... Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, there was a well-known DJ in town. Well, you were introduced to the BC Hall of Fame with Terry McBride from Network Records, who was at CITR Radio. Yes, yes. Congratulations on that, the BC Hall of Fame. Entertainment Hall of Fame, yeah. That is pretty amazing. And right now, we are going to play the gift that you gave me. (laughs) What can you say about this record other than I didn't cue it up properly? I I didn't follow your instructions. (laughs) No, you didn't take it out of the wrapper properly or the envelope. Well, Morgan Tanner, who is the son of Jolly John Tanner, legendary Vancouver BC disc jockey, Morgan Tanner and I are selling part of the Bill Ryder record collection. 22,000 albums, 8,000 singles, as I said. And uh, what we do is I play my 45s. I go, I'm going through my 45s, the 8,045s, and I play them. The ones I don't want to keep, I then, I call it my warehouse. I then send it over to the store, which is Morgan's house. He then uh, puts it up on Discogs. And one of the records that I played was this record. Uh, I listened to it, and what, lo and behold, I hear do 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 
Toot toot! <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Is that, I, I'm fir- not- is that the first time anyone's ever had you say that? In that capacity, it is pretty much the first time. <laughs> oh, you boy, caught me oh, off boy, guard oh, there. Oh boy! Anyways, so I heard that and I thought, oh my god, I wonder if Nardwars heard this record. And so I, I uh, played it, put it into Pro Tools, sent you the the uh, MP3 of it, or is it is it was it the MP3? Yeah. And uh, and you said I can't believe this record. I think you played it on your show, and that's how I scooped you. Sorry, <laughs> I. But let's play the game. Yeah, I didn't but, have the original forty-five. No, but I know that I I never will play it on one of my shows, and I know that I will never probably play it again. I know that you would love to have it, and that's why I've given it today. It sounds so mint too. Well, it was played. What twice. year is this from? I don't know that. Yeah, and you've no idea where you got it. No. But it says do do, and it's a gift to me. Thank you so much, <laughs> Bill, for coming out to CITR. If people want to get a hold of you or some of your records, yeah. what is the easiest way again for your weekly radio show and discogs? Right. Yeah. Well, I would say uh, the go to W A G R. W-A-G-R-A-D-I-O online.blogspot.ca And I think everything will be explained there. Or search in Google Bill Ryder. Yeah. Wagger! What is Wagger anyways? William Arthur Gerald Ryder. Wagger is live on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. Anything about the music you play today, Bill, that you want to say lastly here? Yes, I wish we would have just done the music and not done anything about my other part of my career. Ba-boom! Uh, and you did actually, we have, um, for the listeners, there is a few things left out, right? Yeah, like Hiding Her Hair by Ray Charles, My Jug and I, Percy Mayfield, You're the One, The Spiders, Jack That Cat Was Clean, Dr. Horace, In the Midnight Hour, Little Mac, Mama Wants to Drive, The Zircons, Mojo Handled, Henry Lumpkin, Shake a Hand, Ruth Brown, I Pity This Boy. And even a Dr. Feel Good record. There is Bill in action, Bill Ryder. If only we had a webcam, that would be amazing to capture that. But thank you very much, Bill, for coming out to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. And thank you again for this King Perry do-do record. It is amazing. I, 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 like, and thank you for teaching me, too, how to, pre, you know, how to prepare all the record. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. Why should people care about Bill Ryder? Why should people care? Well, thank you very much, Bill. <laughs> Keep on rocking in the free world and doot doot loot do. Here's that record. Folks, I want to sing a little song. Don't get mad, I don't mean no harm. All I want to do is make you grin. So forget about your troubles and laugh if you can. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Laugh and grin your blues away. Mary had a little lamb, his fleece was white as snow, you know. One day she passed the butcher shop, bop, bop, lamb chop, hey, 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 laugh and grin your blues away. Doop, doop.
Shaving a half cut $6.75. Now, this is inflation station. Parents, do you have any young teenagers at home? If you do, for goodness sake, have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with them. You might learn something. I had a heart-to-heart -heart talk with my pop when I was 21. I said, Pop, I'm 21 now. Don't you think it's time I should start wearing shoes? I saw a hunter sitting on a log. He couldn't shoot a rabbit, so he aimed at a hog. The gun went boom, the hog fell pop. Whoa, he got pork chops. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Laugh and grin your blues away. Doop, 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 doo doo.